1: I was thinking, like, what kind of furry you would like? What kind of
0: furry? Yeah, koalas. I <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly which kind. Koalas. Yeah, <laughs> I like to get a little bit of syphilis with my with with, with my furry play. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ooh, yeah. All right, let's get into this episode. Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. Let's start the show. Super Movie Brothers. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Jay. And this time around, because next week, uh, or well, I guess the, the end of the month, we're getting Godzilla versus Kong. Yes. Right? This this big massive movie they're all waiting for. I'm excited. Two franchise leads, two big monsters coming together to fist the cuffs over top of a city. Sure. Yeah, we've all wanted to know. Mutated iguana versus Giant gorilla. Hubba hubba, hubba. Money, 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 money money money. Who do you trust? Who's gonna win?
1: Ding ding ding. Yeah. In separate movies, horrible. Put them together, probably you just might have something. <laughs> <probably> <laughs> either either worse or something better. <laughs> something bad.
0: Well, I mean, you it's know, worth checking out. Way back in the day. There was a movie called Predator 2, and in that movie, the Predator took took trophies. He took skulls, and he, he put them in his trophy case. It was like a, a case of other skulls. Sure. And he, he put a human skull into his case, and right near that human skull was a xenomorph skull. And that made mm. all these fans go, oh, they're in the same universe. They're in the same universe. And then they all started hyperventilating, and then yeah. they got their... Oh. <laughs> They got their asthma under control with their sure. inhaler. So you can leave your asthma and your peanut allergies and all that other made up bullshit outside. Is that understood? And the fans talked about it so much that they decided, well, you know, we're, there's going to be a comic. Dark Horse Comics starts doing the Alien versus Predator comics and stuff with Colonial Marines involved, all this stuff. People get big heads about it. Everyone wants it to happen. Then in the days of the dwindling Alien franchise, right after Alien Resurrection has come out and it's just trash. It's awful. And Fox is like, well, what do we do? Well, we do. Well, Predator hasn't had a sequel since like 1988. So I guess Alien versus Predator, it's happening. And then Fox, for some reason, was like, yeah, make it PG 13. <laughs> also, make it kind of not good, but like just good enough that you're not going to walk out of the yeah. theater. People will still pay to see this. Something that we can market so to try about, yeah. and get
1: an opening box office. Yeah. But qualities, th- we don't care about that.
0: So what I'm saying is sometimes franchises cross over, and it's not for the better. No. Although I do th- enjoy things like to help know,
1: the bottom line of the studio.
0: Freddie versus Jason, I fucking love it. It's so cheesy. It's 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 ridiculous. And it's, sometimes doing cheesy is hard. Right. It, it it to can, do it right. right. You know? But it, it's so bloody. It's so it's so funny and it's schlocky and it it just worked. It worked. I understand. Like looking back on it now, you might be like a little cringe. But when I look back on it now, I go like. Yeah, I mean, this is just good, wholesome fun, right? It's good memories. Good, wholesome fun. Uh, So, Jay, this time around, we're going to be doing our top five franchises that should have crossed over but never did. So there's been plenty of times where two franchises have have stood toe-to-toe right across from each other. Sometimes they're owned by the same company, and you think, how could you not, right? Yeah. You, you, You have these toys in your toy box. How could you not pull them out and just play them together? It takes one
1: powerful producer with an idea, spreading some rumors around the right talent. You could do it, never know,
0: and you can make it good. But unfortunately, it doesn't always work out.
1: Reality sets in. All right,
0: Jay, let's get into this top five list. Hey, why don't you get us started off, man? What is our number five?
1: Number five, we have Transformers and G.I. Joe. Autobots, transform and roll
0: out. What is going on here? Get him off the screen. That is disgusting. Two Hasbro toy lines. That both had films in the theaters in production at the same time. Yeah, you would think it's 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 a it's a marriage that's just made in
1: heaven. And in a lot of ways, it, it would make a lot of sense. Right. A lot of these ones on the list might be a little bit more out there, perhaps. Some are a stretch. I'd say sure, Summer sure. A stretch.
0: Like we, it's not on our list, yes. so it's okay to say G.I. Joe. This one's
1: far from being a, a big
0: stretch. G.I. Joe say. and Rocky doesn't doesn't sound like it works. No. They were going to make a Rocky toy. Uh, for for GI Joe and he was going to have he was going to have a bazooka that sure. fired a boxing glove at f- <laughs> that had a giant stick attached to it. That was, yeah. that I, th- was
1: I think that's when Sly was like, eh, uh, maybe not. Yes, no. Sly <laughs> had
0: his people call up Hasbro and went, "Yeah, you're not using this." Yeah, and and yeah. it got it all got pulled. But uh, but at the time there was a very successful Rambo cartoon that was on TV, so Hasbro wanted to you know capitalize on the popularity of, of the man who talks out of one side of his face. Yeah so that's just a lot but uh yeah i mean how how could you not do the gi joe the transformers because they're i mean they're both huge fan favorite toy lines despite the fact that the transformers gi joe could have used the help right well because well, transformers was still making
1: a shitload of money
0: for for some ungodly reason even though they the movies were awful after the first one they not even see- making that much money but they kept on making them no, they were making bank overseas. Oh, well, that's right overseas. Yeah, they're making bank overseas. But the G.I. Joe really never got off the front never got off the ground. And so much so that their that their leading man, Channing Tatum, was like, You can have me in the second one, but you better kill me off fuck quick.
1: Yeah. <laughs> He wanted out, he wanted out, he wanted out. He I was going sure. towards a path of quality, he got some clout early on and he realized his you, power.
0: You know how you know he was going for a path of quality because when he shows up and this is the end, he is a gimp just ready to give up his eager little ass <laughs> to Danny McBride. <laughs> that is Channing Tatum quality. He sure am, man. <laughs> Channing Tatum's like, I will not play duke in another gi joe movie ever because that was trash and then uh, some some you know he had seth rogan walks up <laughs> seth Rogen walks up to him and goes would you like to talk about sucking danny mcbride's dick and taking his his well, dick first your all, eager ass?"
1: it was probably endless amounts of great weed to smoke on set it's true i mean that's a great selling point right yeah. there come on
0: it's true for, for this is the end all right but yeah what wound up happened? um uh, I'm sorry, the, the G.I. Joe director, David Caruso, was set to make a third film, and G.I. Joe film, and his script did involve the Transformers. However, he said apparently it was nixed by the studio, and supposedly, from what he believes, it was Michael Bay who ended that, who didn't want G.I. Joe in with his Transformers, which he is still a producer on. Mm -hmm. um and to be fair when you're when you're a studio and you're looking at david caruso who's writing a script where he he wants the transformers to come into his franchise and play and play with his toys a little bit and then you have michael bay over there one is making money the other one's not you just say yeah but michael bay's still making us a ton of money even though he still has a lot of power even though even though his movies suck and look we all hated when we saw that when we saw that giant transformer
1: was a quiet producer Uh,
0: when, when we saw when we saw that transformer climbing the pyramid and his and his giant wrecking ball nuts were swinging, oh, Jesus, and we all groaned. We all groaned. But they still make money. Okay, no one thought that GI Joe: Rise of Cobra with the Rock was good. No one thought it. Sorry, sorry, David Caruso. Sorry, you don't get your you don't get your crossover fans. You don't get your crossover. But, no soup for you. But eventually, there will be a time. When the Transformers franchise is, it seems to be going dormant now. Well, it's gonna come back at one point or another, right? At one point or another, this idea, you know, as long as as long as Hasbro still owns both of the properties to this, it will come together. And sure, throw a battleship in there while you are at it. Why not? <laughs> All right, Jay. Let's get into our number four. So this is one that you and I actually did a. We actually did a news story for about two to three years ago, which uh, is. I
1: hated because it made no sense to me. Well,
0: to me, to (laughs) me, it's it's first off, it's weird that we've been around doing the show long enough that something that we discussed as a news story Mm. years ago is now being brought up as like this. Remember when type list?
1: Yeah. (laughs)
0: Jesus. Jesus. Uh, but long we've been bef-
1: doing this for what six seven years now seven yeah. years
0: now seven I so about seven about yeah. two years before Men Shit. in Black International came out, uh, there was this idea to take Twenty One Jump Street and the Men in Black universe and put them together.
1: Go into incredibly descriptive details of the story, so we all know.
0: Oh yes, uh, it was Dora and Diego and Swiper. Swiper? Uh, T. Jeff, uh, excuse my partner, he, he's new, and he's uh... Kind of stupid.
1: Yeah, let's just pause for a second.
0: <laughs> How the hell could that possibly work? I See, th- the only reason I don't think it does work is because they're technically two completely different types of, uh, of comedy, right? Sure. It, and structure and
1: tone. And story, you know, it. I mean, maybe not story, maybe the same beats, I guess, are kind of similar in some ways, but it was just vastly different. You know, I mean, if they're especially if they're trying to stick with the the Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill cast and Will Smith and who knows what else in in Men in Black or whoever they're going to recast. I don't know. I mean, you could technically recast Men in Black because there's so many agents. Right. Yeah. Um, 21 jump street, I guess technically you could as well, but either way, the worlds are so vastly different. I don't you're, know how you're
0: work. essentially, and you're essentially taking what they did in the 21 jump street, uh, movies. And you're taking these two adults who are kind of like fish out of water among police, but they fit right in with kids. Um, and you're, and you're flipping it now. Now, now they're fish out of water in the men in black. So you're essentially telling the same story mm-hmm. you did the first time with Jay, and you're just putting these two characters in it, but... I don't know if the if those two characters carry the same screen presence as a Will Smith does. No. You know what I mean? No. And I don't know if their if their if their humor lends to it, right? Cuz like cuz you think about the the type of humor that was going on in 21 Jump Street when they when they when they take the drug and they're talking to the coach and stuff like that and they're making the funny faces. And stuff. that wasn't what Men in Black was, right? Mm-hmm. Like Men in Black was sure. more of this situational comedy sure. where it's like fish out of water, funny. But yeah, it's still funny alien thing.
1: Grounded in realism, you know, a little bit like a little bit
0: grounded. Yeah, right. 21 Jump Street is just so much more far fetched than Men in Black. Wow. <laughs> Series 4 Deatomizer. <the> <laughs> Noisy Cricket. <laughs> it just wasn't meant to be because ultimately nah. they decided to move forward with an entire reboot for the Men in Black universe uh, and we got Men in Black International. But now, after having watched Men in Black International, Jay, do you kind of wish that maybe we give the 21 Jump Street and Men in Black movie a shot over overseeing Men in Black International? Because I, like, I, I feel like I at least would have gotten a few laughs out of yeah. the 21 Jump Street Men in Black crossover. And Men in Black International had almost nothing going for it. Other than Chris Elmsworth and, T- and Tessa Thompson. But
1: Yeah, you, you might be right on that. That is a good point. And that movie is just
0: <sighs> utter heart garbage.
1: Uh, uh, heart uh, garbage. Utter heart garbage. Utter. It's so forgettable. I forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I blacked it out. And um, anyway, let's move on to number three. Three. Number three is the Fox Marvel Universe.
0: Reports now coming in from Stamford, Connecticut, indicate a massive explosion in a residential neighborhood.
1: Just over 12 hours ago now, and preliminary casualties are said to be over 600. In Washington, rumblings on whether superhero reform should be brought to the Following table. Following last week's devastating explosion, Congress has rushed through passage of the Superhuman Registration Act. Pick the wrong bug. It was at this moment he knew he fucked up.
0: Yes. So, the Fox Marvel Universe uh, has a very interesting interesting, you know, backstory to it because it, it it essentially started and stopped several times, where they had this idea to to do to do the Fox Marvel Universe. Now, if you're wondering what the Fox Marvel Universe is, yeah, you know, obviously that would have been X Men, Fantastic Four, mm. Daredevil, and mm. anyone who appeared in any of the X Men movies mm. would, have
1: been, that would have been used. Mm. Give me some of this that.
0: This was uh, to have been written by Zach Stentz and. Supposedly directed by Paul Greengrass, one of, one of Jay's uh, go-to's, one of Jay's favorites. Jay likes Paul Greengrass.
1: I, I do like his... The Bourne, uh, the Bourne
0: movies, essentially.
1: Sure. I, and I, I do like some of his um, some stuff, but like not, not everything. Yeah. But the funny thing about that, that potential hire is that his style does not lend to what you would expect within these universes at all. And and it it was very bizarre for me to, to hear maybe this. maybe a
0: daredevil standalone it would lend to for sure sure
1: yeah sure you can do some stories but with all these characters all this well, crossover listen to what the story would have been
0: because it would have been pretty dark so Paul it would have to be. what may may have may well, have Greengrass been able is to, a little dark so the story would have been molecule man is you know running amok in New York and the Fantastic Four go to catch him and Johnny Storm the Human Torch grabs them and and goes flying up with them but for some unknown reason uh Johnny Storm goes supernova and kind of blows up right over Manhattan and kills some civilians this causes the United States government to enact a superhero registration act which sounds awfully familiar to you cuz that's what happened in Captain America's Civil War well civil war was such a huge comic book for Marvel that that they were going to be doing the same exact thing in this movie. Now, obviously, this movie would have come out before Captain America: Civil War, I believe, so they would have been first at the table with it. But now, the, the, with the registration act, it would have saw opposing forces with Daredevil and the X Men mm. as you know against registration, mm. and of course, the Fantastic Four for registration, and it sure. would have it would have come down to a giant fight between. Reed Richards and Wolverine, who would have been essentially the leader of the, of the uh, anti-registration mutants. And eventually Reed Richards wraps himself around Wolverine so many times that he goes, th- that he stretches himself down to the last molecule and then cuts Wolverine's arms off and leaves. And that's how it's supposed to kind of end, Damn. but they, they, they eventually resolve their issues. And then there's a, apparently supposed to be a post-credit scene, but Apparently, Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool would have been in this as well, since they could have used him as a result of him being in X-Men Origins Wolverine. Uh, And look, does it sound cool? I guess, kind of, you know? Kind of, sort of. It just doesn't... The story
1: doesn't sound terribly cinematic. Right. You know, where it would make sense, you know, as a plausible film story. Maybe a different kind of story, maybe a comic book, maybe a novel, something else,
0: maybe a series, but a film, no. So what wound up happening to this is X-Men did their soft reboot with X-Men First Class and stuff like that, and Fantastic Four didn't get great critical reception for their second film. Daredevil was obviously never going to get a sequel with its poor poor reception and the fact that Ben Affleck didn't ever want to come back again mm, after yeah. that so there, there was almost no reason to to go back to all these wells at once and then eventually the x-men franchise began to wane they attempted to reboot fantastic four it might have looked like they might have dusted this off and brought it on back but of course fantastic four was a big failure x-men was going out the window fox eventually gets bought out by disney and by the time captain america civil war came out there was there was just no making this fox marvel Universe film. All right, Jay. Art number two, Hellraiser. Right, Pinhead, sure. the Cenobite. Of course, you play with his little box. <laughs> he might squirt. Uh, you, <laughs> you play with his box, and he appears, and he takes you to your own personal version of hell, where he tortures you in all manner of terrible ways. Now, picture him. Yeah. Going up against none other than Blunt Man and Chronic Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> You sold the box, we came now you must come with us, taste our pleasures fifteen bucks, little man, put that shit in my hand.
1: If that money doesn't show, then you owe me, owe me oh my jungle love, oh, yeah, oh we owe oh, we owe, oh. I think I wanna know you know ya yeah what Just find that idea plausible yeah and fun so apparently the Wein- really entering a world that i think i want to see <laughs>
0: so apparently the weinstein company uh owned some rights to, to hellraiser uh and after jay and santa bob strike back came out weinstein calls up harvey weinstein that is calls up uh presumably after he was sexually assaulting somebody calls Kevin Smith up and says, like, hey, you know, i like these characters. I like Jay and Silent Bob. I see them as Abbott and Costello like characters. Right. You can put them in any situation and they'll still be funny. Abbott and Costello went up against Frankenstein and the Wolfman and they had these, you know, these these fun adventures against the mummy and a pyramid and everything like that. I want to see Jay and Santa Bob do this. Mm hmm. And it was Jay and Silent Bob going up against Hellraiser. He apparently had a bunch of pitches for all different other versions that you could put Jay and Silent Bob in. Uh, but the the one that Kevin Smith said he was most keen on was, was for it to be Jay and Silent Bob versus Hellraiser. This never got a script or anything, so we don't know what the story would have been. But I'm just picturing up with Hellraiser just appearing, and it would all be comedy gold. I think it would be awesome. Yeah. I think it just it would just somehow oddly work. I think it would. I think it would have been great. Uh, because I like... I like like the idea of t- of doing a crossover and not taking it so seriously. Well, Like the way Freddy but, versus but Jason right, but
1: did like it. but like I think it would be very dry in a, in a weird way. So it would be almost like a, a fantastical situation but like they're deadpanning it. I saw one comment. I, I
0: saw one comment on this that that I was looking at. So and they were like so pretty much like Bill and Ted with death in 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 uh Jay and Bill and Ted's bogus journey and I was like, yeah, that's kind of how it would have been. Yeah. All right, Jay, what uh what honorable mentions? Do, do you have
1: the Beatles and Lord of the Rings directed by Stanley Kubrick? Yeah.
0: So after, believe it or not, <laughs> after, a, after a hard day's night came out, you know, the Beatles made some successful films in their time. They were, they were hugely successful their their movies. Uh the Beatles wanted to acquire the rights to Tolkien's Lord of the Rings. The idea would have been for Paul McCartney to play Frodo, Ringo to play Samwise, uh George Harrison to play Gandalf and John Lennon to be none other than mm. Smegol. It wants us habits <laughs> Oh man. And apparently Stanley Kubrick said absolutely not. <laughs> you can't you can't adapt that you can't adapt that those books into movies let alone with the beatles and when they try when they tried to acquire the film rights from tolkien who was still alive at this point he said no i think the beatles music is garbage and i wouldn't give them <laughs> i wouldn't give them my, my yeah i wouldn't give them the rights to my movie so it was dead in the water but i'm just i'm just picturing john lennon just being like the fish in the pool are nice and cool and oh so juicy sweet <laughs> All you need is love. <laughs> That's all. That's all. What are you trying to say? John Lennon. <laughs> my, pres- my precious. <laughs> <laughs> did oh, you take, man. Did you take my precious little hobbitses? Mm. <laughs> it's probably a terrible accent. But, uh, Jay, it's I not have, that bad, though. I have two honorable mentions here. Uh, first up, Uh, Is Hellraiser and Halloween the second time Hellraiser is coming up on this list? Uh, The idea was that during the during the time that Freddy versus Jason was in production over at New Line Cinema, uh, they were the studio who held the rights to Halloween was essentially like, all right, let's 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 ship essentially michael michael myers with with someone and and they decided on hellraiser it would have been clive barker writing the script and none other than john carpenter directing it and everybody was on board except for the producers of the halloween films who eventually were just like nah we don't need this we don't need this and then they apparently went off and never made anything else halloween related other than the, the the rob zombie uh remakes right which mixed reviews on and now eventually the the 2020 reboot so i wasn't terribly interested in this no 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 i wasn't i'm far more interested in the jay and silent bob hellraiser one but it just sounds so much more fun but jay the the final one the, the the final crossover that was meant to happen but never did is die hard 24-7. 24-7. So Die Hard 24-7 was uh, kind of like a working title, or, or at least at one point, it's what Die Hard 5, the one with Jai Courtney, was was meant to be called. With the exception that apparently rumor was there's no script, there's no confirmation of this movie ever having been made, but or, or was even in production, or, or, or was even greenlit, or anything. Maybe just two producers having drinks, and they said, wouldn't it be great? If Jack Bauer from 24 crossed over with John McClane and they went fuck yeah it would and they they toasted their scotches and they're like we should get someone on that we should but like all promises you make when you're drunk you Naturally. never follow through with that. <laughs> you never follow through with it uh, but apparently the, and of course the title alone you know Die Hard 24 7 got people up in arms and ready for it but it, it just wasn't meant to be and I I don't think I would get really all that excited for it I was a 24 fan. But 24 mm. was so different than Die Hard, right? Like, it's like.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can kind of see the marriage, but it's a little too on the nose. It I been, think people would go and rebel against it.
0: Right. It would have been Jack Bauer, the straight man, yeah. and John McClane, the wild card, right? Like, Ugh, I'm crazy. Yeah. I'm John McClane. Yeah. I'm going to take my shoes off. No, leave your shoes on. We have to run. No, I'm going to take them off. <laughs> 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 my fist on my toes. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, my back. My ah, back. Uh. <laughs> where's my gun <laughs> too old for this shit oh that's the wrong franchise damn it damn it all right jay uh you, it comes to you man what's our number one?
1: Oh, i get to do the honors you get it you get it yeah our number one is freddie versus jason versus ash yes come get some i am
0: eternal Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. What's with kids today, huh? No respect. Hail to the king, baby. Oh, you
1: better speak up. Oh, must be my deaf (laughs) ear.
0: All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This
1: is my boomstick.
0: So, Freddy versus Jason was a popular movie people liked it people 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 were keen on it it made some money for and and kind of reinvigorated both franchises a little bit uh and that got them thinking about a sequel well what, what do we do for a sequel we have to put in a third member and 80s horror has no other icon that could go up against both of these other than ashley J. williams now concepts for this had, had gone all over the place with uh the necrolamicon being used to basically resurrect jason after he had supposedly you know um been killed by freddie who was not dead at the end of the last one and the, all, all manner of different concepts were, were were thrown at it but what it came down to the reason that this crossover was never meant to be was that in Sam Raimi's mind with Freddie versus Jason versus Ash, there can only be one winner. And it's Ashley J. Williams. Mm-hmm. But apparently New Line Cinema was not really on board for that. They wanted Ash to lose and for and for either Freddie or Jason to win. Uh, which well, is, they didn't. They just didn't
1: trust his brand, I guess in this in this new modern era. Yeah, because he hasn't had anything really come out.
0: Now, it did wind up going to uh, uh, comic books. I believe it was Boom Studios wound up making this into a comic book. But when you do a comic book, it's always easy to it's always easy for a producer like Sam Raimi to be like, "Yeah, that's not my canon. That's not part of it, right? Like, it's it's fun sure. to read if you want to, but yep, it's yep. it's not it's not part of it." Uh, but there there was there was a lot there's a lot of buzz behind this so much so that while Bruce Campbell was doing a Reddit ask me anything as he was uh, just trying to to promote Ash versus the Evil Dead that was that was playing on stars he got he was he was most inundated with questions about this failed script uh, eventually Sam Raimi just went on to say that it creatively it would have been bankrupt They 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 just he just doesn't see now to me though with my love of both of the horror icons of Jason and Freddy with you know my favorite horror movie of all time Evil Dead Two you put Ash in there you you get the yucks from Ash and taking on these two monsters and just imagine Ash in his own dream with Freddy trying to kill him it's a man with knife fingers versus a man with a chainsaw for a hand. I love it. Yeah, so do I. Who doesn't? It just fits the world. Then you throw I think, in a think, zombie, a, a, a yeah, zombie that, brute I, like Jason. Exactly. In the room? I think
1: it all fits the worlds, all three worlds. You know, there it would be a nice marriage. It could honestly, this could still fucking happen.
0: Nah, not anymore. I think I, I really do think uh, a Bruce Campbell. Not saying he's too old because he he's only a few years after he is doing, up
1: there actually. He,
0: he's only a few years after doing Ash versus the Evil Dead, but. I, I don't see them going back to it. Sam Raimi's off. He's producing a bunch of horror films now. He's getting back into horror. Uh, I, I I think he he saw. I, I think he took his shot at with stars trying to bring Ash versus Evil Dead back. And while it was popular with Evil Dead fans, horror fans, yeah. and a lot of people, what wound up killing it was was pirate culture. That's it, the majority. No one had stars. Stars was not a draw. It was the wrong platform for it because. No one's like I'm going I'm not gonna get stars for just Ash versus the Evil Dead, right? I'm just going to pirate Ash versus the Evil Dead, and then and then I'll yeah, because I bought it on Blu-ray. I didn't have stars, so mm-hmm. I knew about the show, and I just had to stay mum on it, and then I had to just buy it on Blu-ray because how was I not? Because it's 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 Evil Dead.
1: Yeah, I don't know too many people who have stars. No, there's not a terrible amount no. of content on there that was worth going for and purchasing. Nah, absolutely you no. Know?
0: Oh, but it would have been groovy. It would have
1: been groovy. No, I don't like those movies. I know. What you right. <laughs> but, but I do you, appreciate the fact that I think those three characters in one world, one movie, would be fun. You haven't watched
0: Army of Darkness yet. True. There's one final one in that series that you haven't watched. It's Army of Darkness. and It might be the one that gets you. Oh. <laughs> if you thought dreaming, Evil brother. Dead 2 was outlandish, wait until you see... Army of Darkness. Because it's essentially like Evil Dead meets Monty Python. <laughs> Holy crap. I wonder,
1: um okay. Patreon. Don't Patreon. cheat, David. Patreon Better listeners. Than Better than that. I want one of you guys, since you know us very well, we talked about stuff over on our Patreon page quite often in some episodes. You reach out to Dave. No, no, don't reach out to Dave. Reach out to me. Yeah, he's a lie. And come out to me. He's a lie. And David will not be cheating. Plenty no. of boys come out to you, and
0: <laughs> and tell me that you want me to watch that movie, and I will watch that movie. Dude, he's going to come out and he's going to tell you he wants you. He he wants you to watch the Formula One, uh, reality re- reality show that's on Netflix. And I told him like we don't even have Formula One here in the states, so we have no. I point can get behind news, it though. All right, so so you watch that? For I like him. some
1: racing movies,
0: and, and it's stuff it's a like documentary that. series, so and, it's and following real cool. racers. You watch that, that for because cool. he's been asking one of us. Oh, to watch Oh, okay, it. I didn't know. And that. I, I I had trouble getting through like the second episode because um, I it's just boring to me. Cars go in circles. Did you know that? That's what they do. Yeah, when but they Formula
1: One is a little different. It is, and and and, and I can I could kind of and he'll I, get into I, it. I dig team. it a lot more than NASCAR. Put it
0: that but way. But that's gonna do it for our episode this week. Yes. I want to thank all you guys for listening. If there was any franchises that were close to crossing over but never did, and weren't on our list, and you think should have been. Reach out to us uh, because if you, if you research it, there was a Jaws movie uh, that was meant to cross over with another franchise that I left off the list because it seems like it was so far-fetched that it was never going to happen. But it could have been interesting. But please reach out to us on social media. You can reach out to me on Twitter at SuperMoviePod. I am on Twitter,
1: J underscore SMB, and on Instagram, Super Movie Bros Facebook I am Super Movie Bros podcast.
0: And then of course we are part of a network. We are part of the Age of Radio podcasting network. So you can head over to ageofradio.org and you can check out all the shows that are part of the network there. Uh you can go to our page and you can listen to any episode of Super Movie Bros. There's a little handy media player right in the middle of the page. Mm-hmm. You can just scroll down and listen to any episode. I want to thank all of you guys for listening. Have a great one. Cheers. Cheers.